Cool. Our kids' team are amazing, and we truly do believe that we are called to leave a legacy for the next generation, and we truly celebrate that team. Go and check our stuff online. You'll find it on our website. Uh, we're super excited for the way you'll be able to engage with your kids around Jesus during this season. Now, last week, we spoke about the fact that we launched our first online church service ever up to this point, we've had 1,093 views from as far as New Zealand, America, and the UK. And so we know God is giving us the privileged opportunity of having influence far beyond the boundaries of the area in which we say, or even the walls of the church. Now, as we started last week, we started with a new series called Redefining Freedom. And uh, we acknowledged in the beginning of the series that gaining the outside world doesn't help us if our inside world collapses. We read the words of Jesus recorded in Mark's gospel, chapter 8, verse 36, where he says, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? And then we broadened our understanding of the statement as speaking of a destination, but also as a diagnostic expression. Like the Christian author John Ortberg explained, to lose my soul means I no longer have a healthy center that organizes and guides my life. So often we get caught up living from the outside in rather than the inside out. We seek to order our external world, assuming it will bring wellness to our internal one. But this means we are living from self instead of a healthy soul, which integrates all of our different parts into a single person. We concluded last week by explaining that keeping our inner soul healthy begins by acknowledging that we are more than a self, that we are a soul, and it requires that we take ownership of our story to begin caring for the condition of our souls. And as I've been reflecting and praying into this truth on the backdrop of a world that's feeling uncertain and afraid, I began to understand that one of the greatest enemies to our internal health in this season on the earth is our natural inclination to take control of the external situation around us in our own strength. This drive to control has been part of our broken human experience since the beginning of creation. In fact, the way the devil tempted Adam and Eve to rebel against God's word and will uh, was by seeking to tempt them to become like God, to take control as though they were God themselves. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to 5, we read this documented history. It says, the serpent was the shrewdest of all wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, 
knowing both good and evil. Clinical psychologist and award-winning writer Les Parrott writes about our human hunger for control in his book, Control Freak. And he says, the more we mortals believe we can control our little worlds, the more we delude ourselves into thinking we are gods. You might be self-made in your own strength, adorned with external achievements, but your inner soul reminds you that you were created by God for God, in his sovereignty, beyond yourself. And 2 Corinthians 3.17 tells us where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Not where self is, where the spirit of the Lord is and God is in the soul of man. If your life is driven by the external self, you will never know true inner freedom. I read in a book a while back that people in India apparently catch small monkeys by putting out a small box with a tasty nut in it. On the one side of the box is an opening just big enough for the monkey to reach in with his outstretched hand, but too small for him to withdraw with a closed fist. When the monkey grabs what it considers a prize, it gets caught. Its freedom is taken away, not because it can't escape, but because it's trying to keep what it wants, how it wants it. Its very pursuit of controlling the outcome of the situation is what's imprisoning it. You see, our freedom doesn't come from removing external restraints in our strength but surrendering to God's sovereignty in every situation. In his book, Soul Keeping, John Ortberg says, surrender is the only way to achieve freedom from, for your soul. If you want to free your soul, you acknowledge that there is a spiritual order that God has designed for you. You are not the center of the universe. You are not the master of your fate. You are not the captain of your ship. There is a God and you aren't him. There is a God that is sovereign over everything that is happening right now. And you aren't him. When we believe this, it begins taking us closer toward the freedom that we can experience in Christ. The writer and speaker, Barbara Brown, said, we don't lose control. We only lose the illusion we ever had control because God is sovereign and you aren't him. In this season, we're all seeking hope. And many of us are scrounging around, sticking our hands into boxes, seeking to control things in our own strength, unaware that our freedom is not found in striving with a closed fist, but surrendering with outstretched hands in prayer toward a sovereign God. This past week, as I was spending time in God's Word, I read a portion of scripture 
that I sensed became the prayer of my heart for our world. And it's in Romans chapter 15, verse 13, where Paul, the author of most of the New Testament, writes to the church, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. True freedom is manifest not when we try, but as we trust. True freedom is manifest not when we try with a closed fist, but when we trust in prayer before a sovereign God. Remember, you are a soul created by God for God. Therefore, who you are is not what you do in your own strength. Your soul was created before you could make anything of yourself. Therefore, in the words of Dallas Willard, the most important thing in your life is not what you do, it's who you become. It's not what you do in your strength, striving. It's not you taking control. It's not doing those things. It's who you become because you are a soul, not just a self. Who are you becoming amidst these uncertain times? Are you becoming a nervous wreck trying to figure out all the answers so that you can do things yourself? Or are you a soul that is stilled in surrender before a sovereign God when life doesn't make sense? Are you increasing in faith or are you reacting in fear? Are you defining yourself by what you do or by what Jesus has already done? The greatest question that you can ask yourself as you seek freedom in this season of isolation, lack, and uncertainty is, who am I becoming? In Psalm 46, verse 10, the psalmist writes, he says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Could it be that in a season where man has not got the strength to solve the problem, God will be exalted for providing the solution? And you need only to be instead of always trying to do. This brings us back to the control issue that we all experience in our humanity. I could ask you the question right now, how difficult is it for you to sit with yourself in silence without feeling compelled to do something? Because if we're going to focus on who we are becoming, it's going to call for us to engage with God in solitude, silence, and prayer. But we struggle with that because we feel this compulsion to be doing. That is because we tend to define our value by what we do. Here's something I want you to hear today. 
Maybe you need to close your eyes as I share this truth with you. We live out of who we are by what we do instead of whose we are by what Jesus has already done. It's not about who you are based on what you do. It's about whose you are because of what Christ has done for you. And this season of lockdown is forcing us to reevaluate that, to reevaluate the difference between doing all the time and having to be. We can't go and make a profit with our business to be defined as successful. We can't buy those new shoes to be defined as worthy. We can't go and engage with those people in relationships that define us as popular. And so we can give focus to the more important question of a healthy soul. Who am I becoming instead of what am I doing? Here's the crazy thing. As you begin to surrender to God's sovereignty and focus on being rather than doing, you begin to discover your worth instead of striving to create it. Christian leader and speaker Daniela Strickland said, to agree with God about who you are is the most liberating thing anyone could ever do. You wanna find freedom. This is where it's found. Your freedom in this season will be accessed by your surrender to God's sovereignty and embraced by being still. In the book of Exodus in the Old Testament, we read the documented history of God's people, the Israelites being set free from slavery in Egypt. But their freedom is threatened by the fact that Pharaoh, who had let them leave Egypt, had hardening of his heart. And so he chose to chase them down and take them back into bondage. The Israelites become aware that the enemy is coming and they're stuck before the Red Sea. Their freedom seemed to be gone. Like they, they were bound a little bit like us in our homes, not being able to move to the left and the right. And then in their fear, they cried out to God. And instead of God calling them to strive by faith for a victory, he called them to be still by faith. And I believe this is what God is calling us to do in this season. It records in Exodus chapter 14, verse 14, these words given to God's people in that moment of panic. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Instead of calling them to strive by faith for a victory, God called them to be still by faith. Author Richard Raw wrote, the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is control. In Hebrews chapter 11, in the New Testament, Paul writes, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Your faith in this season is revealed in your surrender, not your striving. And today, 
when we look back on those Israelites which were called to be still and allow God to fight for them, we celebrate the testimony of how God in that moment parted the Red Sea to deliver his people into freedom. God sometimes delivers us from hardship, but more often delivers us through it. Let's allow God to write the script of history at present while we be still by faith. Today, we acknowledge God is in control in ways and thoughts that are not ours, and we surrender in faith so He can fight for us. But there are three things that we can control in the journey of surrendering to God's sovereignty. I can control my thoughts, choices, and priorities. So as we navigate living from a healthy soul, let me ask you, first of all, when it comes to controlling your thoughts, would you, number one, reframe your thinking about this situation that we are all facing in faith in God as the one who will fight for you? Will you reframe your thinking about the situation with faith in God as the one who will fight for you? Then with the ability to control your choices, would you choose to surrender to God's sovereignty when you don't understand? Because the deeper you trust, the less need for you to know why. And then the fact that we can control our priorities I would ask you, would you prioritize silence and prayer, focusing on who you are becoming in a battle that God is fighting? I want us to take a minute, and I want to pray for you, but I want us to first be silent. And so for the next 60 seconds, I would like you to close your eyes and be still. And then I want to pray over us today the words of Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Let's begin. Would you close your eyes with me? Father God, as we choose today 
to control our thinking choices and priorities while surrendering to your sovereignty when we don't understand. I pray Romans 15 verse 13 over each one of us that the God of hope would fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit so that no matter what your external world looks like, you would be able to declare, it is well with my soul. If right now in this moment, if you keep your eyes closed and maybe you've listened to this message and you've realized you've never given control of your life to Jesus Christ. You've never surrendered to his sovereignty and accepted his salvation. God so loved you that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to come as the perfection we could never be, paying the price we deserve to pay, which was death for our sins, defeating death so you and I could have eternal life, and then kicking away the barrier of sin so that you and I could be restored into a relationship with the absolute truth of the living God. And all we need to do to call on the name of the Lord for that salvation, all we need to do for that salvation is to call on the name of the Lord. We do that through prayer. So right now, maybe you're sitting here saying, Grant, I've never asked Jesus to come into my life as my Lord and Savior, but today I wanna do that. If that's you right now, I want you to take a moment and I'm gonna lead you in a prayer as we call on the name of the Lord. And you can pray this prayer in your heart and If you're alone in the room or you're with your family and you feel comfortable enough, pray it out loud with your lips before your Father right now. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I come before you. Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord Jesus, today I open my heart to you. I open my life to you. I give my life to you and I ask that you would come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that for the first time right now, I wanna really encourage you. We would love to equip and empower you in this new living relationship you've just started with the creator of the universe, with Jesus Christ. And so please would you go to our website, www.southsidechurch.co.za. Go to the contact icon. Send us a small email with your contact details so we can engage with you, equip and empower you as you begin this journey of salvation through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And um, today as we go, we process what it means to be still and allow God to fight for us in a situation we don't understand We wanna ensure that you remain focused and don't get distracted. And so you will see that uh, in our social media on Facebook, Instagram, that I trust you follow, you'll be able to download digital wallpapers for your phones, for your computers, and it will have that verse from Exodus chapter 14, verse 14. The words of God spoken to the Israelites, the word of God we believe is for you. Uh, They can be on that screen, which will keep reminding you of this. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. 
And then we would also encourage you. Last week, we did a five-day devotional around silencing ourselves, a bit of preparation for this. And now we've got a 10-day devotional. You'll see a link. It will also be posted on our social media. You'll find that link on our website. And you can go and start that reading plan for 10 days around growing in prayer. So your solitude, your silent time, and your growth in prayer through this devotion that you could use each day as part of that prayer time. And then I also would challenge you uh, or, or trust that I could encourage you to try and practice the one minute of silence before you begin prayer or reading your Bible, just like we did at the end before I prayed. Take a minute, maybe put a one minute time on your cell phone and just for that one minute, silence yourself, focus on your breathing, be aware of the sovereignty of God over and above everything around you and then begin your prayer after a one minute uh, period. And also don't forget to subscribe to our channel right now. Don't leave before you subscribe. You'll get updates and uh, be reminded about the services that are coming. Um, and also like it, share it with a friend if you felt this is helping you and giving you a life-giving experience. And I wanna pray for you as you go out of uh, Numbers chapter 6, 24 uh, in God's word. Um, and so may the Lord bless you. Uh, may he keep you in this time. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace in Jesus' name.